Hey guys, I'm Jen, and thanks for checking out my podcast, My Streaming Bubble. It's where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Why did I start this podcast, you ask? That's a good question. Thank you for asking. Well, it all started because I'm a really good show watcher and a really good show talker, and my boss told me to stop doing it at work all the time. So a podcast was born. Every episode, myself and someone that I tolerate will be talking about whatever recent binge obsession or rewatch we've just put ourselves through. So please consider this your spoiler warning. Spoilers for not only the show we're dishing about, but whatever else might pop up during our little chat. Anyways, thanks for joining us in my streaming bubble, and I hope you enjoy it. Keep streaming. proper intro finally <laughs> proper ish um this is the podcast where i talk about the shows that i love with the people i tolerate i have a very small number of people i tolerate so back again today is laura hi again hi <laughs> <laughs> um so it's been a few weeks and let's see we spoke stranger things season three last time oh and you know since it's talking shows spoilers so, yeah, so we're back again today with Laura, and we both just finished Jessica Jones season three. Um, thoughts? Um, well, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It was more, it almost seemed to me like it was more about Trish's development mm-hmm. into whatever she's going to be going forward now. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the actual bad guy of the season, who was just one of those creepy, scary, intelligent guys who totally played his male white privilege Mm -hmm. really well. Yeah. I found that just more like, oh, he's so offensive to me, rather than (laughs) than, this guy's scary. Yeah, he... um, So after I finished, I went and looked up um, who... Like, his character was kind of based off of, and um, Eric, the Eric character. Um, So, Eric's character within the comics, I guess, was more of a villain, and his character ended up dying or something. The little bit that I read. Yeah, I definitely liked the angle that they used Mm -hmm. for him. Because he wasn't exactly a good guy in the this season either Mm-mm. just kind of straddled that line yeah just kind of made his power work for him yeah and that that was it so i don't blame the guy if it gives me no. headaches like that or you're bleeding out of your eyes and stuff yeah no shit no yeah go ahead blackmail him <laughs> right um then turn him in because <laughs> then it was like okay so you know, like, so Eric was doing the whole blackmailing thing and he had, um, you know, people who he owed money to, that woman and, like, her family or kids or whatever. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was either. <laughs> that was just a bit of ridiculousness. It's like- kind of. I didn't understand. Overall, like, by the end of it and then by the end of the series, never going back to, like, okay, so did that woman die? No, she was in critical condition in the hospital before okay. she stabilized because Trish called to check up on her. And that's the last oh, thing. That's, that's right. the last you hear of it. 
just like, oh, never mind. We got better things to do now. So do you think, because I agree that it felt like this, this season felt more like Trish's origin story of turning yeah. into Hellcat. Um, yeah. And so I guess I kind of thought like, looking back now, it's like, so is that really more or less just kind of to start just more part of her story versus Jessica or even Eric's story of yeah. her trying to wanting to do the, the right thing and help people. Um, and then kind of blundering her way through it and then accidentally almost killing somebody. Yeah. I think, um, it was definitely more about her, but I also think they used it as a vehicle for her character and Eric's character to, uh, cross paths sans Jessica. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. But it's just ridiculous. It's like, what? what is this? Did she just come from the trailer park? And, you know, like, is this Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had that, like, nice pool and everything that she... And she just didn't belong there. It was, like, some kind of juxtaposition. It's just... It's weird. Yeah. Well, you know, they were, um, what are they called? Loan sharks or whatever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm guessing that's what she her main profession was. Yeah. It's what it definitely seemed like. And then her, her sons were the muscle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because when that was all said and done, I was just like, okay, that's all right. I guess we're done with those people then. Which was fine. Yeah. There was I mean, nothing really interesting about them. No, but it was just kind of, yeah, one of those things like after the, after the fact, I was like, well, what was... Maybe they just didn't go back to it because as Trisha's character evolved, mm-hmm. she didn't care anymore. Sure. And then I think maybe also from like a production standpoint, because I think they had already started filming Jessica Jones the third season, and then it was announced that Netflix, um, or you know, they weren't they weren't going to be. They basically got canceled on Netflix because right. of the um, Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm glad that at least Jessica Jones got some sort of like an ending that could have worked for. Yeah, it's, in a a, sense it's of, an open ending, but it's it an is. ending. Right. It's an open ending in that it can easily get picked up and another story be told. But at the same time, we don't necessarily need to see that story be told because now we we know. So in a sense, there was a smidge of closure in terms of like a series. Yeah, I I don't know. I had a little bit of a a squee moment mm-hmm. when Luke Cage showed up because oh, you know yes. you know in the comics they end up married mm-hmm. right and they so have I'm a like, baby yay yeah and then because did you watch Luke Cage um, well, either season I did I did I did not finish it yeah um, as much as I wanted to I just did not find the show as engaging. Mm-hmm. As, as Jessica Jones was. Sure. And it, well, it just seemed like it was trying a little too hard to establish him as, as a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it just got lost in that at times. Yeah. I liked the first season better than the second season of Luke Cage. Um. The second season, I kind of just watched because I knew it was going to be the last one on Netflix. 
but it was I almost had to like force myself to get through it. Mm-hmm. So it definitely seemed more like I was watching it out of like an obligation kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's like they really didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. And they they spent a lot of time focusing on, you know, the the culture of Harlem and, and growing up in that neighborhood and everything, mm-hmm. which is is great contextually, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they were they were just like too immersed in that. They weren't doing it with direction in mind and I just don't think it, it found its feet properly. Yeah. Or at least it stumbled, you know? Yeah. I can yeah. Well, I mean, even within like season one the person you thought that was going to be the villain throughout the full season, like, dies in, like, episode two or three, like, right? really quick. And that was incredibly shocking. Like, I remember when I watched it and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and I, I was like, what? Fucking lost it. <laughs> um, And I absolutely don't blame her in any way, but it was just kind of like, okay, well, shit, now what? And I was really looking forward to seeing that villain throughout the rest of the season but um so yeah so then when luke cage season two ended he basically yeah so he took over running the club right and all of that and so when he showed up and he had his new suit on and everything it was just kind of it took me a second to be like oh he's all fancy oh that's right (laughs) so it it'll be interesting to see if those shows are picked up through hulu or disney I doubt it because I think Kristen Ritter said she doesn't want to do Jessica Jones anymore. She oh, feels really? like it's you know it's done. That's fine because um, you can't really do like a Disney friendly version of Jessica Jones. No, you can't. She is. I think that's part of what, what makes the show great. She's fundamentally flawed, mm-hmm. and she's constantly struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And you know. She she works so hard to portray herself as an asshole when deep down she's actually not. Yeah. Um, she actually cares. And... She does. She genuinely cares. As much as Trish <laughs> says that she cares, she has to say it a lot, you know? It's like that methinks thou dost protest too much or mm-hmm. something, you know? It's just like, okay. Any person who says they have to be or, or they are or king is like the, not the a true nice king. guy thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nice guy, I swear. Well, if you have to say that. Then you probably aren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was part of what Luke Cage was missing. When he was in Jessica Jones, you knew what he was struggling with. He was trying mm-hmm. to get answers, right? Mm-hmm. That was a deep personal issue for him and the answers he got were rather painful to deal with yeah but in the absence of that you know they had to manufacture something else and they had to build that connection up out of nowhere yeah and i don't think they succeeded with that as well as they could have yeah i wonder if the two series had gone on longer on netflix if they would have eventually brought the two together per like the comic story like you know just being together and I'm sure the fans would have demanded it at some point. Absolutely. Um, what'd you think at that very end when she's at the ticket counter at, I'm assuming grand central. Yeah. Um, and then everything goes a little purple. Yeah. I was like, no, is he still there? Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Or is it just in her head? I don't know. And I don't think they want you to know. I think it was more in her head. And I think, in a sense, it kind of showed that 
you know, she still struggles with that trauma. Yeah. Um, which was part of the reason why I loved like the first season so much was because yes, we did see how flawed she was clearly suffering from PTSD, um, with having been a captor and a being, being a rape victim and having to murder people. Right. Um, and one of the things that I've always liked about the Jessica Jones series is that you almost kind of forget that she has powers because it's not that's not the central focus of the story. She doesn't go out of her way to use them either. Mm-hmm. So it's like whenever she would like do one of her power jumps or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can do that. Right. <laughs> I <'Cause> forgot. <laughs> if she used her powers fully, she can fly. Oh. But she doesn't. In in the series, anyway, she doesn't know that because she never, she never ever just lets loose. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It'd be interesting to see her kind of let loose completely. Yeah, it would It'd be like a red kryptonite with Superman situation. <laughs> yeah. All in all, what did you think of the season? Um, I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely Same-sies. enjoyed it. I wasn't sure where it was gonna go at first. I thought the focus was, you know, Salinger. Mm-hmm. But then it just Trish kept making bad decision after bad decision. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like when she called the newspaper on herself. Yeah. Like, why? Why yeah. would you do? You messed up everything. You know, and her bad choices cost her a lot. Yeah. And her reaction to them is interesting to me because it, it's definitely not the reaction that I would have had. Mm-hmm. You know, if I put myself in in those shoes. Mm-hmm. She became so blinded by thinking what she what she was doing was like the right thing and helping people, and then, um, and then her mom. Oh God, yeah. Shit. And then I'd also like to point out that I have gone three seasons not realizing that Trisha's mom was played by Rebecca De Mornay. Who's that? Hand that rocks the cradle. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't I didn't make that connection. I didn't either. And then it was like after I looked it up and I saw I was like, Well, shit. And then it was towards the end of the season, one of the flashback episodes, you know, where Trish is flashing back to Yeah. Um, her youth and stuff and before she made it big or how she made it to be in, you know, that's Patsy or whatever. Her hair, um, Dorothy's hair, the mom, was long with the bangs, something I've more used to seeing from like the 90s, Mm -hmm. Rebecca. And I was just like, okay, now I see it. I don't know why I couldn't see it before. I didn't see it. But now I can't unsee it. So I felt like a big old dummy. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so she did a great job. But, yeah, the death, like, that was fucking rough. It was. Everything he did to her. It was. And I'm glad they didn't show it. Yeah. Because I think that would have been too much. Yeah. I like that they don't go out, like, they don't show anything too gratuitous and and graphic. I mean, even Mm -hmm. when Jessica was in the thing with all the bodies. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah. Good thing they were vacuum sealed. Yeah. But then it was like it was just enough to be like, oh, you know, yeah, they didn't have to do much there. And, you know, as much as I love good gore and, you know, taking things, pushing limits and, you know, gross out factors and all of that, it's not always needed. Yeah. And it wasn't needed here. So that was appreciated. Yeah. The implication is enough. Yeah. But I love the way that she tricked him into revealing that. Mm hmm. Yes. He goes on and on about his superior intellect. And, you know, it's warranted. 
Mm-hmm. You, you can't get all those incredibly difficult degrees and whatnot without having some brains. But, you know, I think it's underestimated how intelligent Jessica is. Yeah. Like, a lot of people see her, those that know about her powers and everything, at least see her as, like, a brute. Yeah. Because she can just manhandle anyone and everyone. And she's a bit of an asshole about mm-hmm. it, too. But she's actually incredibly smart. She is. She's, I mean, clearly she's good at her PI job. Mm-hmm. You know, she's able to, like, connect those dots and, and everything. So, and yeah, part of Trisha's whole thing, it was like, I know it was a stepping stone in her development, but it's like she was just trying to be Jessica. Mm-hmm. And, well, and that's the only thing. Not really pulling it off well. Yeah, that, well, and that was all she knew, you know, right. in terms of so to be a hero. Point, yeah. Um, but she did, she was still very kind of like arrogant in the sense that, you know, once Jessica got caught up to her, um, stalking the one guy with the statue, mm-hmm. Trish just being like very cocky and just kind of like, I've got this, I know what I'm doing, I've been staking him out, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but do you know what you're doing? No. It's like, yes, you you trained and you learned to do all your jumpies and your runnings and your kickies and your flippies. <laughs> parkour. Yeah. Her superpower. her superpower was parkour. Parkour. With night vision. With night vision, yep. Yeah, because then I wasn't entirely clear exactly what extent her powers were. So quick reflexes, obviously. We caught that in last season when she caught the phone on her foot. Right. And she has superb balance as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure what you call the superpower of being able to land on your feet after Jessica throws you out of a window. <laughs> um, but that's a very cat-like thing. Mm-hmm. But that's all myth anyway. They don't always land on their feet. Not always. They have a better chance the higher they fall. Right. So, I don't know, uh, impact absorption, yeah. I guess. Because she seems to be able to take a hit as well. Not as well as Jessica can, but she can take them. Mm-hmm. And, and give them, but yeah, not as well as but Jessica. not as well as Jessica can, which is why she trained in boxing, mm-hmm. you know, so she'd be better at it. But when it came down to it, her fighting seemed impulsive. At times, and I, I think that was supposed to be part of her character development as well. Like, she had no idea what she was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, she she wanted so badly to believe that she was doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and she didn't really... She just kind of winged it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Which I can respect, but I don't know. I want to know... I would have loved a view into the way she saw things. Like, if they did an episode from her perspective. Yeah. It's like, so you got the first person experience of what her thought process is because it was entirely illogical to me yeah like why why are you doing this why do you think it will lead to that yeah what evidence do you have and i'm just like trish oh my god you're giving blondes a bad name (laughs) (laughs) um we need to pause for a second because i need to use the bathroom i'll need to cut that out no one needs to know that Okay, and we're back. I had to take a little break. Sorry. <laughs> so, back to Jessica Jones. Trisha's powers? Trisha's powers. Yeah, Trisha's powers and just kind of like, all right, so you have a little enhanced strength, agility. Super agility. Um, and night vision. And night vision. Apparently really strong fingernails. Yes. Because I think in the comic book, and I don't know how she gets her powers in the comics. I don't remember. But then I guess, I think I read, like, she has almost, like, retractable-type claws. 
Yeah, they probably didn't have the budget to do that in the show. No. <laughs> but damn, those are some good acrylics she's got. Well, yeah. But when she scratched Salinger's face, Aaron was like, whoa, that's so deep. And I'm like, is it? Is it, though? Like, I'm pretty sure I scratched my brother like that. It's not on his face, though. <laughs> He's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, he had to wear bandages for weeks. <laughs> you are Hellcat. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I am. Oh. My real name is Trish. <laughs> <laughs> Trish Walker. Patsy! Um. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of funny how she just was always... Rec- and I did like that she... Her, her day job, quote-unquote, her cover was doing home shopping qvc qvc shit yeah she's good at it yeah but you know you'd expect her to be Mm -hmm. people still adored her yeah so it must have been really interesting for her fan base when she got arrested and all that i wish they would have shown like public reaction to it oh yeah just like you know for like split second so, oh, you know, yeah. like Jessica's, Jessica's favorite bar. It's up on the TV. People react. You yeah. Know? Not not a spinning newspaper headline thing. <laughs> that little <laughs> montage. <No. laughs> that seems like something that would belong in a DC show. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so Trish was fine. I guess I'm just kind of curious now if if anything does carry over under the other streaming services, what that relationship is going to be like now between Jessica and Trish, because Trish did realize that she became the bad guy. It took her sitting in an interrogation room. It took her so fucking long. It's like, wow, that didn't really enhance your cognitive (laughs) abilities, did it there, Trish? Nope. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they shared kind of like that glance or whatever. Trish almost like that small nod of acknowledgement. Like, I'm I'm fine. It's going to be fine. I realize I fucked up. Yeah. That was a an interesting silent conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Jessica. I mean, she doesn't really allow herself to get close to people much, mm-hmm. and I understand why. Mm-hmm. Because every time she is close to someone, something happens. Yeah. At first, I thought we were because there was like okay, so there was like in the episode and with like Eric and I think what after they save him and he saves his sister, manages to get his sister oh, back his to Georgia. Sister. Oh, Malcolm. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Malcolm in a minute. And, uh, (laughs) so there was like just one episode, like an episode or two or something where I'm like, that all happened. And then the next episode, Eric wasn't in it. And I think got partially through like the next episode or two. And I'm just like, so are we done with Eric now? But then he showed up. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I just got, you know, got her back to Georgia and on her meds and now I'm back to help you. Yeah. Okay. That was fine. Yeah. Him disappearing and coming back seemed kind of to fit with his character anyway. Sure. I'm glad he just, I'm just glad that he came back. I was too. I enjoyed him. I did too. So this is so dicked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was expecting him to be more of a bad guy mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with the comics. And the fact that he wasn't in that, in that um, black and white type way mm-hmm. was really, it was a really great move on their part. It made him more relatable. Mm-hmm. It made Jessica more relatable and really served to offset just when Trish went off the rails. Yeah. So, you know, he's he definitely served his purpose. Yeah, I would agree. I liked, yeah, I liked that. I liked Eric, um, like that character. He was 
brought a little like sarcasm and humor yeah. to everything. Also, the dude can make a burger. He can a make really a really good burger. burger. Yes. I want to eat that burger. <laughs> I will. Can somebody post a recipe, please? Please, please, Marvel, Netflix, whoever. I don't care. Give me that burger recipe. I will eat it. The burger, not the recipe. <laughs> good call. Just, just to be clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Like, why? Why? Was he so desperate to get away from all of that? He just decided that a mouthy from Barry was going to be a, a step in that direction to try and make it easier. And I don't know if you know this, but I I don't call them blowjobs because there's no blowing. <laughs> well, so I just call them mouthies. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I've never heard it called a mouthy before, but I like it. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. One of my weird things I well, came up with. I ranted one night. We could go off on a tangent of semantics about that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and, uh, next time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what I get that he wasn't happy working for Jerry and we'll, need to talk about jerry as well yes jerry yes um i don't i don't know why he went about it the way he did okay so he was unhappy Mm -hmm. working for jerry Mm -hmm. because that's not the person that he wanted to be Mm -hmm. when he first started out before he got addicted to drugs and all that um so yeah if you haven't watched the show (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's season one quite a bit um but before he got into the drugs and all that uh you know he wanted to be a social worker he wanted to help people yep and it was like he was at war with himself Mm -hmm. working for jerry because he was in a way helping people but he was helping the wrong didn't deserve it and he was helping them in ways that that were not helping him that were not morally or ethically sound yep so at the same time he recognized that he was growing his skills he was growing his career Mm -hmm. he was building a name for himself, giving getting himself in a better financial position to to break out on his own and hopefully, you know, return to his altruistic uh I don't know, hopes for life. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I think he was struggling with that from the beginning. Sure. As bad as that situation was, he had so much good going for him. Yeah. He really did. And I don't know. I don't know if he couldn't take that because it was a byproduct of working for Jerry, but his means for for separating himself Mm -hmm. from that were just reprehensible. Yeah, I was very unhappy, and I and I I love Malcolm. Loved him even during his like junkie phase and everything, and then. You know, in season one and then totally had that <gasps> moment when you realize like, oh, my God, Kil- Kilgrave did that to him on purpose. Right. Um, but it was good to see him get clean. And then, yeah, try to him trying to work with Jessica to help people and still not getting as far getting where he wanted to with it. And then, yeah, I see him. It made sense to kind of, all right, well, I'm given this opportunity for a big name attorney that will help me, like you said, hone his skills and everything. So maybe all of that was just a stepping stone for him to like, did he maybe use her as much as she used him like Jerry? Oh, he was using her. He absolutely was using her. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, you know, 
at first when I saw him being all successful, I'm like, oh, good for you, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he started yeah. doing Malcolm things. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It was another character trying to be Jessica. Yeah. It's like, is that what he wanted out of life, really? I think so. But I don't, I, I think it was, but he didn't really know how to go about it. Yeah, like Trish. So right. I guess they were on a, a certain same level, same page as far as starting out and taking the paths that they ended up going down. They didn't have like the best role model. <laughs> well, so. no, no one, ever, no one should ever ask Jessica <laughs> to be a, a mentor. No, but you know, that's really all that they knew of in terms of a hero, being a hero, acting a hero. You know, they, they didn't know, they don't, they don't know Daredevil. They don't know Punisher. They don't know, you know what I mean? They didn't, Daredevil they weren't part of their posse. Model. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched season three of Daredevil yet, so... I haven't either. I think that might need to be next on my list, just to kind of round out the Marvel shows, not Iron Fist. (laughs) Oh, funny story about (laughs) Iron Fist real quick. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we put on an episode of that, because Aaron hadn't seen it, and as soon as the first fight scene happened, Mm -hmm. Aaron was like, nope, turned it off. (laughs) you know, with his black belts and everything, mm-hmm. he he expects a certain level sure. of, of fighting ability, especially in a superhero show. Yeah. And he was like, this is so bad. I can't watch it. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. So we will not be watching it. Yeah. I originally I was like, I was hopeful. I was excited. I was like, you know, just kind of the Marvel shows on Netflix. I'd right. already enjoyed what was out at that point um it was loris tyrell and i was like oh good he's working still and (laughs) um but then as it got closer and closer i just kind of lost interest because then yeah it was this like very like green arrow you know white savior i've I've learned this ancient art and technique from somewhere far away and i'm gonna bring it back to my home city and save everyone like right That's been done, done better by Batman. Yeah. Although I'm kind of curious because I think Claire was in it a lot in the first season. And then Luke Cage pops in, I think, at some point, just based on their references throughout the Defenders. Yeah, his his cameos make me want to persevere. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's like a YouTube clip. Yeah. That'll just summarize. Maybe I just need to do that. I think that's what I'll just do. And I yeah. just, just show me the good stuff, YouTube. <laughs> right. Um, but it, I, I did get a little curious because there's the few times where Jerry mentions trying to get a hold of Rand because his business wanted to pull away from their, um, pull their account from her. Right. And she's like, well, Danny would never approve that. Where is he? And then they're like, oh, he's blah blah somewhere far away yeah so i'm not sure where it was in his timeline like right at the beginning maybe yeah i don't know i, I was trying to figure to, that out we'll have to pull out like the old marvel universe timeline because i know um jim was trying to watch them i think in not release order but you know actual marvel universe timeline order good for him he i was, can't do it he he tried to do that i think leading up to Endgame. Oh. And he got really close. I mean, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter and everything. He worked it all in there. And then Captain Marvel came out and he's like, it fucked it all up. (laughs) 
I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. But well, at least the most recent Spider-Man came after it. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that one either. I still haven't seen it either, and I really want to. Mm -hmm. We'll probably just rent it or something. But, (laughs) um, all right. So let's go back to Jerry. So your thoughts on Jerry? Can I just say, Mm -hmm. is it wrong that I absolutely love her? Not at all. I love her. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) I love I love Jessica too. Don't give me. Mm -hmm. I love Jerry's character. Yeah. Like she's so interesting to me. And I like that because, um, I mean, I don't read the comics, but I'll read the stuff online about mm-hmm. the similarities and the differences between the comics and the shows. And so that was one thing I kind of liked right away was that Jaron Hogarth in the show was Jerry, a dude. Yeah. Kind of like what he was like a womanizing well, that's still true. Yeah, so it's like I, I just I liked how they just made it a female ball busting um out female that was just like yeah, and not honestly, afraid. It worked for us. It did. It was kind of sexy. And I'm sorry, but I don't see anyone else pulling off that character like Carrie Ann Moss. Oh man, it was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's probably underappreciated, you know. I think so. But she's so morally complex like you cannot just like you think you have her moral code down Mm -hmm. like okay she's a bit shady here i got Mm -hmm. this and then she does something completely different you're like wait 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 where is she on this spectrum is it a spectrum for her well and especially now in this season with her ms um diagnosis Mm -hmm. and everything and i found it interesting that the kind the season kind of opened with her in that dark spot dark place of like you know asking jessica basically like when the time comes feed me these pills <laughs> to kill me yeah well that being her solution at the time was was understandable because sure. with, with als you're uh you're not in for a, a good end oh was it als mm-hmm. oh okay my bad that's all right um but you know I can understand wanting to end things before it gets it, it gets to the point where you're trapped in your own mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can see why that would be torture for her. But then again, her mind would still be completely sound. Mm-hmm. So she could still be herself, at least from a professional standpoint, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, maybe, you know, more behind the scenes than she was before. Oh, sure. But. The woman behind the curtain. Right. But. It just it served to highlight for me that as important as her her mind is to her, like her physical life was all the more important than you know she's kind of just disregarded it, kind of put it on the on the back burner mm-hmm. so many times and mistreated people in her life as a result. But it's mm-hmm. actually just as important to her. So it was interesting to see that shift in our perception of her priorities. Yeah, and then her reaching out to. Her old, like old the one, flame. the old flame, the one Kith. that got away. Was it Kith? Kith? Kith. Kith. Yep. K I T H. Yeah. Thank you. Closed captioning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I couldn't help picturing Mike Tyson when she said the name, though. <laughs> now, Kith. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kith. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes any rewatches. 
and just <laughs> not giggling. <laughs> I got over it after yeah. the first few times. <laughs> um, yeah, and then how that all played out yeah. with Kith's husband committing suicide on video. on video and then yeah calling out jerry like that um what a slime ball mm-hmm yeah. i'm saying jerry isn't one but right what a slime ball yeah it's like no you done fucked up big time yeah so don't blame jerry for outing your fuck up <laughs> he's a coward about it too right i mean granted she did it for her own selfish purposes but that doesn't make it Less of a wrong on his part. Right, exactly. It, you, you still done fucked up. You still done took the money. Kith was fine with the open marriage thing. Which was never explicitly stated until after the fact. Yeah. Like, you just thought that he was just blatantly cheating and that she was kind of cheating, too. Well, because she, um, she told Jerry, basically, like, this isn't going to go anywhere between us, that she was fine with kind of having her fling with her or whatever she did but she did tell jerry that they had like after the death of the the daughter um oh i see i must have missed that yeah. maybe i gotten up to get a drink or something and missed that part yeah because after yeah because kith told jerry that um basically yep they have an open relationship and because this was after i think jerry found out that he was fucking his students okay um so then jerry that's i think when jerry went back to malcolm it was like no we need more you need to dig deeper. Oh, because that's, that's why. not enough. Okay. Yes, I missed that part. No. Well, that <laughs> provides fresh context for me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I like that, you know, Jerry, yeah, that bit of a change in that character mm-hmm. towards the end. And professing her love for Kith, I thought, was definitely like a bold mood move for her. Yes. Her, her feelings. She and, made herself incredibly vulnerable yeah. there. Like, she finally disclosed her illness, mm-hmm. and she professed her love for her. Mm-hmm. She got shot down horribly. Mm-hmm. Horribly. And, and I know she deserved it. You know? Yeah. I, she did. She deserved it. Yep. But I think that also shows a lot um, in terms of the self-respect that Kith had for, you know, herself. Uh, yes. At least somebody did. Yeah. And just, just not being like... You know, like, yes, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. And, you know, yes, I okayed you to color outside the lines to make this all go away and being eternally grateful for that. But that's not going to be the foundation of a relationship for them. And I felt that it was a good move, a nice, smart move on Kith's part to just walk away so she could focus on her and her son and moving on with their lives kind of thing. It was definitely the right decision for her. Mm -hmm. She did it rather harshly, though. Yeah. But, again, Jerry kind of had that coming. Yeah. I mean, can you really sugarcoat anything, though, with Jerry? Especially something along something... No, you're right, because if you sugarcoat it, it, she would take that as an opportunity to convince you. Mm -hmm. And, man, she is good at convincing people. Yeah. I love it. Like, I like doing that. It's fun. It's fun getting people on board with your ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. She is just a master at it. And it's it's like watching an artist. I love that character. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And the chemistry between her and Kith was, was entertaining to watch. Yeah. You know, it felt very genuine. Um, we didn't really get all the way into Malcolm. Oh, yes. No, we didn't. Um, so what's your opinion of Malcolm after this season? Do you still hold him in high regard or not so much? 
Well, I was extremely, very, extremely disappointed in him and the choices that he made in order to pursue what he wanted to. And I get that him and um, his girlfriend, whose name I can't remember, started with a Y. It was a very interesting name, Yana or something like that. Anyways, I thought they were adorable together when the season started. So and I was like, Malcolm is in love and he's happy-ish. Clearly not a fan of his job. Um, but I was kind of hoping that it would kind of work out for him. Um, I think he traded down. Oh, absolutely. Now, no, is he, he's no not offense, with Barry. Yeah. So is he like with Barry now or were they just kind of fucking? That was left unclear, but it seemed like that's where it was headed. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I get that, you know, Malcolm and his girlfriend, they had that, you know, because they both worked for Jerry because Jerry always had him doing shifty shit. Uh They had that non-disclosure agreement where he couldn't tell her, the girlfriend, anything that he was doing. Right. That would be incredibly stressful for any relationship. Right. And... You know, so just letting her, instead of being honest with her, and that he let, at the time, a junkie sex worker suck his dick, Mm -hmm. versus being like, look, I just, I can't do it anymore. Just any, anything else, any other version of the truth. Right. Truth adjacent. Um, (laughs) But he's just like, made, he put it on her. He did. And she didn't push back enough. No. I was disappointed. She laughed with her dignity, though. Yeah. But it felt like there was still... She felt like there was still like hope there or a chance there or something. And then Barry shows up and like, oh. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, so when she... So when the girlfriend came back to, like, get the rest of her things, was she looking for that one last goodbye fuck? She totally was. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> At she, a girl. She totally was. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was just like, hmm, really? I like that you're not shy about what you're going for right no. now. Um, but yeah, it's like as soon as, what, like I think Barry showed up or something and she's like, I'm going to take a shower. I don't know whatever happened in the scene. I was like, girlfriend's going to come over. This is like, this is the scene that Malcolm gets busted with, with Barry. Right. Um. And then it happened, and you're just like, why couldn't I have been wrong? It yeah. was it was inevitable. I mean, he did eventually start doing the right things, mm-hmm. but maybe not in the right order. Yeah. So then, oh, and uh, Jessica's basically Malcolm replacement, Jillian. Oh, I love loved her. Loved her to pieces. Oh. She was perfect for Jessica. And I love that she's like, it's five o'clock, I'm done. It <laughs> just went fucking walk out. I'm on my legally allowed 15 minute break right now. I love that because, I mean, as, you know, it's classic. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I loved her. I, I wish she was in it just a little bit more. Oh, she was great. She was great. Um, and so, so the last episode, and Jessica's thinking she's just going to leave. Where was she going? She was quitting. Well, quitting, sure, but where was she going? She never really said. No. They never got to that point. 
Because Jessica... Oh, she just went and, like, I just need a ticket to someplace one way. Yeah. And they're like... Or to Mexico. Closest place to Mexico. That's right. So, but I don't think she told... Um, she didn't tell Malcolm. She didn't tell Malcolm. I don't think she told her either because Malcolm was just going to take over and she was just mm-hmm. going to go. Yeah. She's just like, here's the keys and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then at the end, clearly she's changed her mind... And she's going to stay. Is she going to stay there doing that? Or is she going elsewhere to do something else? Exactly. Um, That's what I was kind of curious about. So Maybe that was seed planted for the whole get back into Luke Cage's life again. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I'm very curious to see what what will happen with those shows. At least, um, what, like Disney doesn't officially own them until like 2020. Okay, so then we're not going to have anything until after that. Yep. And then, because the thing that I had read was all those titles were part of like an exclusive deal within Netflix. Right. Punisher wasn't included in that. Interesting. But Punisher was canceled anyway, anyways. Yeah. Disney and Punisher. I don't see no. how that two work. No. That's never coming back. No. Jessica Jones is even, it's a little too, you know, noir for that, for Disney. It is. And that's the other thing I like about it. The feel of the show yeah. is a gritty noir. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all, and it puts you there with the intro. But yeah, but Disney cannot do that Mm-mm. unless they're going to, you know, Broaden their identity as a company. And maybe they're trying to do that. They're doing adults-only nights at Disney World and stuff like that. You yeah. Know? yeah. Maybe they're trying to do that right now. I wondered. I saw. Okay. So I saw that adult-only night um, Disney's doing. And I was like, is this like a direct comment to the one woman that's like, if you don't have kids, you don't belong at Disney World. And I only families that. should be allowed to go to Disney World. And then they should get Fast Pass and not wait in line. Bitch, if you realize what you a, just fucking said? First of all, if everyone has fast pass, then <laughs> you're all just standing in line again. I know. And then, oh man, I read her rant and I was just like, it was just laughable. I mean, there was plenty to get mad about, but plenty more to laugh at because of just how ridiculous it was. Totally. And it's like, yeah, there's a, there's requirements to having fun. Are you kidding me? If I didn't have kids, I'd still love to go to fucking Disneyland and Disney World and Universal. I'd more fun without them. Absolutely. (laughs) As much as I'd like to see my kids go, oh my God, it's Mickey Mouse. I'm Mm kind of like, you know how much more I could do here if we didn't have to deal with constant bathroom breaks? And I'm hungry. Yep. I mean, we, you know, we want to take the kids eventually, but we also want them to be old, you know, especially Lee, old enough where he will remember it. They won't get quite as tired, you know, like the whole no nap but still gets very tired Mm -hmm, that's gotta go you can't you can't do theme park days with with that right so but yeah so yeah adult so maybe they so maybe um disney is gonna have like an adult section (laughs) maybe maybe they will and i don't know i'm gonna try and be patient and wait and see what happens Mm -hmm. i don't have any hope for jessica jones continuing but if i had to pick one of the marvel netflix shows that would be my pick. That would be your pick? It would absolutely be my pick. And I would be fantastically happy if Luke Cage was in it. Yes. But it was the Jessica Jones show. 
<laughs> you know, yep. like he can still be his character and have his things going on sure. and everything. I don't. They don't but need really two kind of shows. start incorporating right. And if I had to pick one show to keep out of the two, it's going to be Jessica Jones. Yeah. I mean, it's Luke Cage was underwhelming. It was. I, I found it had it had peaks and valleys. Like I said, season two, I I just kind of it was a force watch. And I felt really bad about that too, but it just, and and it's not the show's fault, but it's this whole, like, I think it goes along with this whole trend of new seasons every like two fucking years or some shit. Mm. Don't do that to me. I have a very short attention span as it is. I can barely make it through the mid season breaks. <laughs> Fair enough. So like, I'll watch all my CW shows up until mid season break. And then I forget because then. It's the mid-season fucking break, and I don't pay attention to when they come back on. And Good thing they do the recaps. Yeah, no shit. And, you know, CW app, so... But then the episodes are only on there for so long. You have to watch them, like, within a week or something. I don't know, but they'll only hold... Like, the CW app only holds so many past episodes oh. at a time. Hmm. As long, I think they still have... I think CW, DC shows still have that deal with Netflix, where two weeks after the season ends... It'll be on Netflix. I think so, too. Because I think the new Flash is The Flash is on there, yeah. Oh, and yeah, uh, Legends, because I finished Legends. Because, again, I watched up until the mid-season break, Mm -hmm. and then I lost track of where I was. (laughs) So I went back and rewatched it, or finished it. I fucking love that show so much. I have to make Ross watch it. Maybe Aaron and I will give it a shot. It'll the the first season is a bit kind of rough to get through because you can tell that they really don't know what they're doing with these characters. Even even halfway through like season two, even season three, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to be the most fun hour of television there is. And we don't give a fuck. And that's what they've done. And it works. And they're very kind of tongue in cheek, you know, so like this this last season. Um, you know, with all the DC crossover Arrowverse and everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like one episode and they're like, oh, they're, you know, Gideon's like, oh, you have a call, you have missed calls from, you know, Barry Allen and Oliver Queen and, mm-hmm. you know, and Kara, you know, Supergirl and, you know, all the other characters. <laughs> and the one character's like, ah, sounds like it's crossover, crossover time. We're not doing that. Because they done fucked up their own timelines and shit, but I see. so it was a very like tongue in cheek comment. And then in the finale, during that episode, the same character is like, "Ah, we should have done the crossover," because <laughs> they kind of needed their help, but they just used their likeness to huh. scare the bad Interesting. guys. Interesting. Okay, so it sounds like it's funny. It's funny. I mean, you. I don't really think you necessarily need to see like season to you know like watch seasons in order. I mean. You obviously we you meet (laughs) (laughs) they introduce characters like there's a season with um, Hawkman and Hawk Girl and kind of that whole storyline revolving around Hawk Girl, Um, but they've had kind of characters come and go. But it gets more fun. Just stick through stick to it through the first season because it gets better. It gets funnier. but yeah, it was almost like after Rory Pond left, because then he made, spoiler, um, Sarah Lance, White Canary, the captain, uh-huh. that 
almost seems to work better because his character within like the first season and a half just they they didn't really know what to do with them because it it almost was like okay well here's the here's a doc here's an actor from doctor who and here's a show about time travel and superheroes and blah 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 so we're gonna put him in a long trench coat (laughs) and captain this ship with this ragtag group of side characters from DC shows. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like you're in the writer's room right now. And this is their thought process. I'm quite possibly. So like Ross is watching um, flash and he's into season two now. And so they've met firestorm. Okay. So firestorm joins legends. So, and then um, captain cold, and then his his partner Captain in crime, um, Mick, with the fire gun. He's a legend. Um, Ray Palmer, the Adam, he's a legend, and some other characters that you just kind of come to love. All right. Well, I'll give it a shot. You should. I think it. You'll like it. In the meantime, you watch special. Okay. I'm really curious for your perspective on it. I yeah, I'll watch it. Let me I'm gonna pull up my Netflix queue right now. It's the very first episode when he's at physical therapy and talking to his physical therapist, he says something that I have said to you. I'm Is just it? like, Oh my god. I yeah. was always so afraid to say that out in public because it sounds like a dick thing to say. All right, I just added it to my queue, so awesome. which is good because I'm kind of in that lull now where Handmaid's Tale just ended. Just finished Jessica Jones. Um, Timmy and I were watching comedians in cars getting coffee, uh-huh. which I like that. I mean, episodes are like 10, 15 minutes. So. Same with special. It's oh, about 15 okay. to 20 minutes tops. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of in that. I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, I feel like I don't have anything to watch, but I have cues, like, multi- you know, on all my streaming services. Long watch lists, mm-hmm. and it's almost overwhelming. Where I'm like, I don't know, I don't know why. Um, oh, Timmy and I did start Letterkenny. We watched the first two episodes of the, that. The Canadian Hicks. Yes. Holy shit, that was hilarious. Really? Yes. Um, you know how long it took me to figure out what that was. I so I was just um, Jamie sent me the YouTube clip of the cold open from the pilot episode. Okay. And that was hilarious. So, and I think a couple other people have mentioned it. Like, oh, you should really check that out. You guys would probably really like it. So I pulled it up the other night and I was like, I was told we'd like this. Tim's like, all right. And we get into it and we're just, it very much reminds me of like Trailer Park Boys uh-huh. meets Gilmore Girls because they talk so goddamn fast. Wow, I I just need a moment to process with that with some, mashup with some pop culture references sprinkled throughout Canadian um, pop culture references. Like, and there's like this whole scene where they're sitting like on their deck, and first of all, the shot. So it's like three buddies sitting on the deck, <laughs> but the way it's filmed, the shot, it's like that top bar. You know, of your deck railing, yeah, is going right across their face, all three of them. So you just see their eyes, you know, and then them so sitting like there. The neighbor in Home Improvement, sort of, yeah. 
I mean, that wasn't how the whole scene was filmed, but okay. like that was the shot, I think, opening that scene. And I just fucking busted out laughing. I was like, that's great. I love it. <laughs> and then they have this whole conversation, fairly intelligent, but also not because it's like, well, if I did a skateboard trick and I ripped my ball sack open... I wouldn't want to see my vast deference. And then the guy's like, well, if I did a skateboard trick and I ripped open my ball sack, you know, not, he's like, I wouldn't care about my vast deference. And they just start naming like male anatomies. Like, <laughs> and then one guy makes like kind of a punny joke, but the other two keep going. And, and they're like, well, if I did a skateboard trick and ripped over my ball sack. And then at the end of all of that, the guy's like, well, I made this funny joke during all of that, and I thought it was pretty funny, and none of y'all laughed. And Timmy and I were just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> okay. The number of times they said vast deference yeah, is enough. That's not something I would, I would ever think I would hear in a conversation. But, uh, okay. So, all right. So you check out Letterkenny. It's on Hulu, if yeah, you have Hulu. We do. Um, Got caught up on Always Sunny. Oh, did you? Oh my God! Yes. Holy shit! That's like how many seasons? Uh, like thirteen? Yeah, I think fourteen premieres oh, in a month or something. So oh my lord! I have now seen all of that. Nice. I, I, I do not I, feel like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, that's the that appropriate make, feeling. That did not make me feel like I'm. You know, I, I became a better person for watching the show. I may have become a worse person. I'm not sure. It's hard to say. God, that fucking show. It's really funny. Yeah. But also so wrong. So wrong. Danny DeVito's uh, willingness to... uh, Do anything. Yeah. And, you know, have no shame about it Mm -hmm. whatsoever is is a unique form of entertainment. And growing up with classic TV and seeing him on shows like Taxi... And then he goes to this, and I'm just like, "You were the penguin when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You were, you were. What happened to you?" Well, and I, cause I think I read somewhere he he saw like the first season, or he saw a couple episodes, and he reached out to um, all three of them, or Glenn Howerton, or whatever. He reached out to them, and he's like, "I want to be part of this show. Mm-hmm. Make it, you know." And like, yeah, basically, I'll do anything. I've, no, I, I could be making that up. It's great, but it, it worked. It worked remarkably well. Yeah. Um, but well, I am out of time. To, yeah, I was gonna say we should probably wrap this up. Um, let's see. Last time we ended with three favorite movies. Oh yeah. Let's see what. Because I was kind of th- trying to think of a way to like wrap up an episode. Unfortunately, every recording I've done, we've run out of time, and it's just like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Um. So. You know, since the podcast is called My Streaming Bubble, living within My Streaming Bubble, like a, a burst my bubble. Like what what's going on in like the real world? It can be a good thing. It can be a not so great thing. But just something kind of real quick. Let's keep it a good thing. Keep it positive. A good thing in the real world, like in the context of our lives or just yeah. in general? Yeah, our lives. Not in, There's nothing good in general. <laughs> well, I survived my first month at my new job. Yay! Which apparently is difficult to do. Wow. So there's that. Good. I met someone else who works there, and they actually thanked me for the work that we do because it's hard. So That's always that's nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the big positive in my life right now. Not yeah. really entertaining, <laughs> except for the fact that I found out I can make politically incorrect jokes in the right context, 
even there. <laughs> nice. Also, gotta love that. Had orientation week and I had some downtime because I've already been through most of it in the practical sense of yeah. training. So it's kind of like redundant. Mm. So I played a lot of the beanbag game. They have beanbag games oh set God, up there. Oh my God, that's I'm unfair. Just, just <laughs> met someone from reception and started playing games with them. That's pretty awesome. So that was a good way to have a break that yeah. I wasn't expecting. Right on. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Cool. I guess for us, um, well, let's see. School's starting soon, so... Kids will not be hanging around the house all the goddamn time pretty soon. So that's kind of exciting. And me just personally just trying to move forward with the podcast and getting episodes recorded so I can upload them and everything. Have a nice little kind of back catalog to share. I guess that's it. That's pretty boring. The Facebook page looks great. Thanks. I keep tinkering with it. So (laughs) and it's like I want to share it with everybody, but I'm like, I don't have anything yet. So I'm kind of piece mailing it out in that sense like okay i'll invite these few people because these are the people that are truly in the know and have come over and done recordings and stuff or have expressed interest in it so yeah little by little oh i know tv related thing that happened in, mm-hmm. in my life we bought a rowing machine for the purposes of doing the one punch man workout indoors one punch man is an anime so oh okay the main, the main guy is a superhero of sorts who can kill anything in one punch. Nice. And he's completely bored with his life because of it. It's kind of a funny dynamic. Mm. Definitely worth checking out. Okay. Your sons will like it at the very least. Oh, okay. Tim might like it too for all okay. I know. But, uh, so it's so like kid-friendly, family? He, yeah. Okay. He insists that he became that powerful by running 10 kilometers, doing 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups and a hundred squats every day wow so we are doing that wow with a rowing machine all right um it's insane yeah and i've already been like nope i'm not doing this every day <laughs> but i'm doing it so well good luck and i hope you stick with it yeah let me know when you don't <laughs> we, we'll see we'll see yeah i know you're not like that so all right well that's it for this episode of my streaming bubble Thank you for joining and listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.